Listening to what Lincoln's thinking. What's up, y'all? I'm Peyton Peterson, joined by Trump Daddy here, Colton Trump, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend. Dude's a badass, I tell you what. And well, thank you, Peyton. I think you're quite a badass yourself, bro. Thanks, thanks. And uh, we are Lincoln. You know, it's a metaphor. If you haven't gotten that by now, well, I mean, if, if you don't know, now you know, folks. <laughs> So way to finish that lyric. Yep, yep. Hey, wait, Biggie or Tupac? Biggie, for sure. Yeah, we're we're like we don't have time for that debate. We're just gonna <laughs> skip over that. And so, yeah, what Lincoln's thinking? Thanks for listening. The sixth episode here. We're just grinding away and recording for the first time in what is not my home. Recently moved out from Trump and Terra, so this is an interesting concept for me. But um, before we do anything, I want you to subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you're listening. Give us five star, please. We like five star. You give us five star. And uh, we're always active on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We're a bunch of sellouts. You know, we'll do anything. We're trying to either post highlights of what we do, do stupid-ass trends to stay relevant, you know, just things like that. And I try to post on Instagram quite often to get some fan interaction. And uh, recently I post a little, little Q&A action. Just, you know, I want to hear from the fans and our friends and see what they want to hear more. So we're going to start off here with uh, some people that got back to us. Unless you got anything else to say before we roll into this, Trump. No, I'm good. Let's jump in. Okay, so our good friend Gavin Mercado out of Sealy Lake, Montana. <laughs> he said we need to talk about how Alvin Kamara should be traded. Hashtag make the Saints good again. Oof. And I couldn't agree more. You know, I was in Las Vegas at the Pro Bowl when he um, got in that fight or whatever whole lawsuit situation. We don't know. He, right. dude, dude's overpaid. It's unfortunate. He's a running back. That's how it goes. Trump, what do you think? The How do you think the Saints do this year? I think they'll be around like an eight win or seven win team. Like, they got good skill positions. And they got a decent quarterback, but it's Derek Carr. And Derek Carr's done he's gonna do the exact same thing as in his whole career, which is be mediocre. Do you think they win the division at least? I don't see how they don't. That division is pretty trash. Yeah. So they will win the division, probably get bounced first round playoffs. But with Alvin Kamara, he's an overpaid running back who has troubles off the field. So the best case scenario you're gonna get for him, I'd say maybe a fifth round pick. So Brutal. that's not gonna make your team better. Brutal. Okay, moving on to Kendra Zander. She said that we should talk about the Bills or the best sports documentaries. And I think the Bills had a pretty solid draft. They had Dalton Kincaid fall to them, the tight end. Not really a position they needed or a position of importance, but I think he can be a good playmaker. So another weapon for Josh Allen. They've made some running back additions to the offseason with Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. They're going to hope that the... The Cook brother, rookie from last year, hope he steps it up. But they really have not done anything to help their O-line. How, how do you think they, they do this season, Colton? Josh Allen, is he going to regress or is he just going to kind of be there? I think he's going to do better than he did last year. I think they'll do better. I think they're more focused in. I think just off that aspect alone, I think they have a good enough team. As long as they get focused in, they'll be relevant again next year. Hopefully Von Miller comes back. And as right. far as sports documentaries, I really can't think of the best sports documentaries. One that I remember watching as a kid that I loved 
was the Bo Jackson one. I was one. about to say that's actually my favorite. I was always so fascinated by Bo Jackson. Yeah. And I didn't really know a whole lot about Bo Jackson until that documentary. Documentary? How the hell you say it? But yeah, that man was a freak athlete. We definitely missed out on a generational talent. Exactly. I'm glad we can agree on that. So moving on, Matt Warren. And <laughs> he says, who is going to be the number one pick in the draft? And why is it Will Levis? Huh. Well, that one didn't age too well. <laughs> Obviously a joke, but uh, could not be more wrong there. I think the biggest thing was they used Will Levis, every team, every team in the top five, first round maybe, they all use Will Levis as the smokescreen to make other teams think they're going to take Will Levis. And everyone got on the trend is like, oh, Will Levis is going to go in top five, number one, number two. And all the teams were like, we don't want another Zach Wilson on our team. Fuck that noise. But the Titans are dumb enough to get him. But they did give him the second round. So yeah, congrats on all the teams for using him as a smokescreen. And how do you? I won't. I mean, when Zach do you Wilson. think Will Levis? <laughs> when do you think Will Levis actually gets like put into the offense? Do you think he's a starter at any point this year? Not this year, unless I mean Tannehill will probably get hurt. So that's not true. He probably will start once Tannehill gets hurt. But Tannehill is not going to be the reason why they're losing games. Because also not going to be the reason why they're winning games. Well, a little deja vu for him because they tr tried to draft his replacement last year yeah. in Malik Willis. Yeah. So. so it's going to be the exact same situation. They're going to have a big confusion in the quarterback room. It's going to be a shit show, and I'm proud to say this is going to be the demise of the Titans. Okay. Our good buddy Jagger Vossler here, he said he wants to hear our best sports memory or best moment in high school. I'm assuming the best sports memory means high school sports? I would assume so, yeah. So what I have jotted down here, the immediate thing that came to my mind was um, beating St. Regis like 60 to 6 or whatever my sophomore year of high school. Beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Um, I had four touchdowns over 200 yards receiving, I think, off of four catches. So that was a pretty big game for me as a oh, sophomore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was definitely a dog moment for you. Uh, for me, it will probably be taking second place at Districts my senior year for basketball. But leading up to that, I was actually beating the shit out of Sealy. And it wasn't even like the game to go to divisionals, but the game before. Mm -hmm. Just because we always couldn't seem to get over the hump of Sealy, and then just to finally do it my senior year in the district game was a big moment for us and I think that's probably my favorite high school sports memory big highlight for us hell yeah I, I agree and Brandon Brandon Spencer you know soon to be starting guard for Montana Tech I'm assuming yeah he said he wants to hear us talk about quantum mechanics go fuck yourself Brandon <laughs> not even gonna address that but thanks for the suggestion. We yeah. do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Obviously, but fuck you. Yeah. And uh, our own Tara Trump says she wants to hear our favorite or craziest memories from Lincoln. And there's way too many to the count. But what I I thought something that we really haven't discussed is just some of the redneck shit we would do. The hood of death. The oh, yeah. race car. Yeah, we would take a hood of an old car, welded like a seat to it. And just pulled it in the field behind snowmobiles and just almost dying. In trucks, yeah. Pulled behind trucks. Pulled a couch behind a truck just for the hell of it. Pulled beds behind trucks. And we'll have more stories with that. You guys just gotta like, follow, and subscribe to the page. And we'll definitely hit you up with more redneck stories like that if you guys are interested. For sure. And my sister, Abby Erickson, she wants to hear us talk about the Arizona Cardinals. And strictly because that's her favorite team. But a little stat we found out recently, Trump, is that... 
The franchise was founded in 1898. And we all know how many Super Bowl wins they have. A whole crisp zero dollar bill. That's fucking tough. So, I don't know why they just didn't bite the bullet and take Will Anderson at three. Yeah. They wanted the tackle from Ohio State all the way, it seemed like. They traded back, you know. Hopefully he, he pans out and he's good protection for Kyler Murray when he gets healthy. And hopefully Kyler Murray improves and sorts of, starts to look more like himself. But Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to actually do good next year. I think they actually make the playoffs. I think they'll be the second best team in the weird little division conference area. Better than Seattle? I think they'll be better than Seattle, yeah. I Damn. Think, I think Seattle's like a one-off type year. Like, there's I hope no way, so. No way Geno Smith's going to do that all right again. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals make the playoffs next year. and be good. As long as Kyler doesn't get hurt, which is a big, big emphasis. But, yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs next year. Well, that's some good news for you, Abby. So, Isaiah Blotkamp said that he wants to hear some putt-putt content. And we have a little treat for you as in putt-putt this year week and a half ago, sort of. I don't really remember how long it was. We, uh, I took the liberty of recording on my phone, interviewing a bunch of folks, and it really tells the story of Putt-Putt throughout the day. And it's kind of um, some of the best work I've ever done. Oh yeah, I'm really glad we were able to stay just sober enough to make sure we tried to stay on top of it. And uh, here are the clips now. Hope you guys love them. Great stories. Go into that now. I'm standing here with Putts and Sluts legend, Isaiah Blotkamp. That's Isaiah. Me. You left your child for this event. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's about 10 a.m. How blacked out are you going to get today? I'm figuring, well, it's not a matter of how blacked out I'm going to get because, you know, blacking out is blacking out, but it's a matter of how quickly I'm going to get blacked out, and I can tell you that it's going to be quick. What do you hope to remember from today? Showing up. Approximately 1.17 p.m. I have Putz and Sluts legend Jagger Vossler. Jagger, how are you feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling good. I'm out here probably making my mom very disappointed, but I'm out here having fun with the boys. The boys. We're going to get trashing them. Hey, Jagger, before, before I let you go, if you had, so say someone had no idea what Putt-Putt was and you only had three words to describe it to them, how would you put it? Let's get slutty. Oh, God. I'm recording, jackass. We have our very own Colton Trump, and Trump, I just recorded you just after Jagger, so we got 118. What's going through your mind right now? I'm just trying my best to slam these beers down as fast as possible so they don't get warm, and possibly get some sevens, maybe 15s on these holes, man. Have you got any hole in ones yet? No, I think I got a 15 one time, I got a two one time, and I think I got a 16 the other time. How long do you think you're gonna be standing on your feet tonight? Uh, I plan on closing the bars down, so a good another 13 hours. There we go. There you have it. Anything else you have to say before I let you putt here? Putts and sluts, baby. 2023 defending champs. There you hear it. Back to back, baby. I'm standing outside the wilderness here with Lincoln legend Bailey Grantier. Bailey, it's a little past 1 o'clock right now. You're dressed as Nacho Libre, the fans should know. What's going through your mind right now? I'm ready to get fucked up and fuck bitches. There you have it. That's Nacho Libre. Yeah, get that corn out of my face. Raise hell, raise hell, baby! I'm standing here with Bobby Boucher. Bobby, how you doing today so far? Uh, you know, today's a, a very special day, so I'm doing really good. Uh, we, we got a lot of, uh, you know, beautiful people around here, and uh, the weather's nice. We got, you know, some fresh dads, some uh, old 
some old uh, high school relics who are, you know, their cocks are huge, but they're showing back up. And uh, I love all of those. Amen. And what's your favorite part about today so far? Huge cocks. It is 3.46. I'm standing outside Donuts Tires in Lincoln, Montana. I'm here with the Lincoln Rodeo Ring of Fire champion of 2022, Chance Tandon Mickey Sawyer Barris. He also just got knocked out by a girl. I'm trying to interview him. So here, hey Chance, this is for the fucking podcast. Tighten up here. So uh, story tells it you got knocked out by a girl. So she was like, hey, you know, let me try a move. Hops on my back, rear naked chokes me. I thought we were, you know, having a actual wrestling I'm match. I'm here to wrestle. That's not wrestling. Anyways, anyways, hops on my back, starts to choke me out. And I'm like, hey, this is illegal. Next thing I know, I'm waking up on the ground. You know what? You are way That's strong. tough. Logan, that's your girlfriend that just beat the shit. An embarrassed chance. What do you have to say about that? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of Chance's fault for letting her get behind him. So I'd never let a person get behind me. Is that, is that the, he likes the butt stuff, though, so he might let somebody get behind him, you know? Okay, you know, I like butt stuff, but I was trying to be a gentleman with the lady and let her try something. But, you know, she might be a little stronger than you. She might have knocked you out. There you have it, folks. Chance got knocked out by a chick. I'm here with Brandon Big Titty Spencer. How you doing, honey? Oh, I'm doing wonderful out here. Yeah, Brandon, uh, story has it you're, you're going to be starting right guard for Montana Tech, the ore diggers here, coming up in the fall. So we're not going to talk about football, but how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm pretty drunk right now. Uh, I don't think I've gotten anything under two stro- strokes, so we're doing good. Really? And so you're the swingers this year. How do you feel about that name, and how does it define you in your play today? Well, I was a sub. It was really supposed to be my uh, roommate Brock Field, but yeah, I came in. I came in, and we're just making plays out here. Uh, the name Swingers. I mean, just as it sounds, we're just the Swingers are swinging today. Do you think this can translate to the field here coming out of the next season? Oh, 100. Uh, I believe that um, my hip mobility has really prepared me for this moment today, and it will translate over to the field later this fall. Roll digs. Roll motherfucking digs. I'm standing here with the birthday boy, Ian motherfucking Nick. Ian, how you doing today so far, honey? I have never been better in my... F- Can I say this swear word? Mm-hmm. I've never been better th- in my fucking life than right this second. Nice. And why is that? Um, I'm around people I love, and I'm drinking, and I'm playing putt- like the Tiger Woods of fucking putt-putt, I guess. So you're, you're Tiger Woods? I'm Tiger Woods' illegitimate son, I would say. You have anything to say to the fans out there that might wonder, hmm... Who is Ian Nick and why should I love him? You should love me because I love love and I love love and love and I just want people to love me at this point. He loves love, everyone. I fucking love love at this point. I'm here with Wyatt Jorgensen. Wyatt, what's your team name today? Uh, the Precision Putters. Your shirt says, got hole, we'd tap that. Yeah, I like hole. Where, where did that get inspired from? I, I do not know. Probably Pornhub. Fair enough, dude. How how you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. You said you're hitting some hole in ones. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah. How about how are the beers tasting? They're sometimes they get a little too hot. It's a little warm out. I'm gonna ask you a controversial question. Who is the MVP of your team? Oh, that's me. You? Yeah, I'm definitely leading right now. Okay. How about that Quentin Grantier guy? That caddy of yours? He's just the caddy. He holds the sign up. What do you say about him? He's a great caddy. He's gonna hey, take man. a bath in the creek behind the hotel later, just I'm, like Happy Gilmore. I've been waiting to see it. It's, yeah. 
Hey, Quinn, you mind if I uh, interview you for the podcast real quick? Sure. So I hear you're the best goddamn caddy goddamn in the right Montana. I am. Yep, fueled by Bushlight, and uh, that's about it. I heard that um, you might be taking a bath in the creek outside the Hotel Lincoln. That's what they keep telling me, but I don't know. Nobody brought soap. So. You didn't bring any soap or no. loofah? Usually I just raw dog it. I don't need soap. <laughs> Fair enough. How, on a scale of one to America, how drunk are you today? Right now I'm about a 6.9. There you go. Out of like, I don't know, like a 14. If you had to guess, how many bush lights are you drinking today? So far, I don't know, about 10. I mean, the rest of the day, the how rest combined? Of the day? I don't know. I could probably put down a 30. Then we'll see how many rumplements we put down later tonight. What do you bring to the table as a caddy for this team? Uh, these nuts, mostly. We got the the brother of the caddy over here, Trenton Grant here. He's got he's rocking a mullet. We call him Cutie. Trenton, how you feeling today? You know, feeling pretty good. Doing a really shitty, shitty job out here, honestly. But getting all fours. Yeah, it's not not doing good. I mean, what's the goal here? To actually succeed in putt putt or to drink beer? Probably just drink beer, honestly. And how good do you think you're doing in that category? Uh, we can get in there. Get in there. You gonna bring home some hardware? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, it is about 11.30, but it feels like about 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm here with Trump is to my right. <laughs> I'm Peyton Peterson, your host, and I got Isaiah Block Camp to my left. Isaiah, yeah. how the fuck you feeling, pal? I've been better, Peyton. He's been better. And why do you say that? Because I'm blacked out. Ah, ah. So how much you think you're gonna remember? I say I, you know, I know I said that I said I would remember showing up, but uh, I think I might remember a couple holes from today, and that's about it. That's right. And we've been having a good time, a great time, in fact. And if there's one thing you take with you moving forward, is I, what's that? Maybe some sickness, diarrhea. That's about it. Oh, Lord. So, as next year, how are you going to improve your putting game? I might prepare my body health-wise for the uh, alcohol consumption that might be involved and, uh, you know, maybe think about improving my short game. And how are you going to recover as of tomorrow and the rest of the week? I know you have finals coming up. Gatorade. Is Gatorade really going to do it for you? Uh, probably not. And, Trump. You know the fans love you. How you doing, Papa? Uh, I'm pretty fucking drunk. How about you, man? I'm doing this interview, sir. This is strictly that's the way the work. That's the way it works. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so Trump, legend has it you drank about every bush light in town. Is that correct? I'm probably like one off, but yeah, I'm pretty close to every bush light in town. Yeah. How many bush lights do you think you could consume, like from this point on, to be able to stand and walk home? I mean, given it's 11.30, I could probably drink 10 more and probably black out. Do you actually point. think you can drink 10 more right now? Yes, sir. Your tummy would appreciate that? No, it would not. But, I mean, mentally, I could probably drink 10 more and then black out. It's a long walk home. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about that. But, I mean, it's plus the sluts, baby. I mean, either you're right or die, baby. And we are the back-to-back -back champions. Do you have anything to say about that? Roll put the slut, baby. Back to back, defending champ. I mean, you 2024. You you can't beat it. We roll. We, we fucking putt once, all around the course. You can't beat it. Get get good, lol. All right. Get fucking good. There you have it, folks. That's Colton Trump, Daddy Drunk, trashed. My name is Alex Alberta. My aunt drugged me here. Got me drunk at like 9:30 in the morning. 
and yeah. here we are. And it's the next day, by the way. We have survived. We made it. It's 11 a.m. 11 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. And you said you mentioned that headache, but you just took a shot of Jameson and cracked open a Coors Light. And how how are you feeling now? Oh, dude, I feel like a million bucks. I feel like I'm ready to go to the stock market right now. And start betting. And so, what's your first reaction when you see the putts and sluts yesterday for the first time? I was uh, honestly a little bit offended. I was like, shit, you guys are retarded. But I, as as the night drug on as the day drug on I was looking at it and I was like no they're doing it right they're doing it right they're living like animals and did you guys finish the course fuck no dude <laughs> no dude no I was getting way too drunk to finish the course and but, does Lincoln just bring that out of you you just come here and get blacked out there's that's the the animating spirit of this place drinking Lincoln if you're not getting drunk what the fuck are you doing here so yeah that that was it was a lot that's uh, some characters from Lincoln. I also asked uh, like some people that we don't know, and if you didn't get featured on the podcast, I'm sorry. We had to cut it down, but lots of great content there. And really, so we get to Lampkins for breakfast at 9 a.m., and Robbie Gehring sits down next to us and yeah. buys us a shot of tequila. I'm like, all right, all right. Not a big fan of tequila. Tequila. Mm-hmm. End up walking home from the bars at 1.30 in the morning. Yep. We were, we were clapped out. I was ready for bed at 10 p.m. for sure. <laughs> and there's we've covered Putt-Putt a little bit in previous episodes, I believe. And there's just so much that goes on. It's just it's so much fun. And Trump, what was your favorite moment from Putt-Putt this year? I think one of my favorite moments, hard to pinpoint one, but just the wrestler team with Abby and Bailey and Robbie. They're like wrestlers. And they're dressed up as like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. And Robbie's actually the trash man off of... Always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm the trash man. I'm the trash man. I just love their energy. I'm glad they were with them for most of the day for the most part. I mean, we kind of lost them throughout mm-hmm. the day, but our energy with their energy is the kind of energy that I want. Because obviously you have the old people who take it way too serious. They're like, ah, oh, turn that fucking music off, kids. And we're like, eat my fucking box. That's basically how it goes. Yeah, what about you? What was your like favorite moment? My favorite moment, once again, it's hard to pinpoint, but I just remember early in the day, and this is when we're just drinking as hard as we possibly can, we get to the third hole at um, the Hotel Lincoln, oh, and they're yeah. selling bush lights there for two fifty out of their little stand thing. And we're like, oh, hell no. I'm going to walk 100 yards back over to Lampkins and pay my $1 for the $1 bush lights. So, you know, that's that just shows who we are. We're going to get the $1 bush lights every time. I just love how two fifty for a beer is still super cheap. Yeah, like it's still so cheap. You cannot get any beer in any other town for two fifty, and we're just like, nah, dude, ain't, ain't no hell night, no pay no two fifty for a bush light. Walk right back to Lampkins. That, yeah. That so fun. we are the putts and sluts, and yeah, Abby's team. They were brawl of the bush. They had a like a championship belt made out of bush light boxes. They had two golf carts. Bailey was Nacho Libre. Like, it was... They brought the energy, and they they won the costume contest. Did they? I actually didn't know if they won or not. Yeah. That's awesome. It's basically what it's turned into is a costume contest. Every team has a different theme, and it's 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 great to see. There's 90 teams in this tournament. Yeah. There are people from, like, Anaconda. I was talking to them, and their putt-putt tournament Anaconda was the same weekend. Same day. Yeah, the same day. Yeah, and they're from Anaconda, and they're like, nah, we'd rather come here. So obviously it's just great, a great tournament, and obviously we have a tradition where we do not finish the course. But this year we actually made it pretty far, like we made it to the last hole, 
And I remember we turned in our slips and we just walked straight to the bar. We're like, we, we didn't turn them in. We handed them to the guy running the hole and dipped out to the bar. <laughs> I remember like our team gathered around. They're like, you know what? Why don't we just go to the bar and start drinking? I'm like, what do you think we've been doing all day? <laughs> we have been drinking at bars all day. <laughs> and it's funny because anybody that I tell, like someone that I work with or around, like, yeah, well, you played in a putt-putt tournament last week. Or like, oh, did you guys win? I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's not that kind of tournament. I always say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, we won. They're like, that's a great job. You're pretty good at golf. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I lie to them so aggressively. So everyone at work thinks I won. Hell yeah. Back-to-back back champs, which in my eyes, we are back-to-back back champs. If you're able to start drinking at nine and then close the bars down, that's winning putt-putt. Amen. We could go on about putt-putt for hours, I think. No one needs to hear that. So I'd like to make a quick announcement. Our friend Joey Lodeen, as as of we're recording this, he had his fight, big boxing match, yesterday, and the news is that he won. I didn't hear from him, haven't seen any highlights yet, so I had to message his mom on Facebook, and yeah, I think he got a TKO, he's just beating, him, beating the shit out of this dude, and so we knew he'd win, had no doubt, but just so you guys know, Joey Lodeen, still an undefeated boxer. If you haven't heard episode four yet, King of the Ring, check it out. Really good interview we had with him. Love you, Joey. Hopefully you respond to our messages someday. <laughs> yeah, sorry we didn't make it for your fight, yeah. but yeah. So moving on to uh, things more, you know, involving sports because we are, you know, we're a sports podcast. Yeah, something like that. When we want to be. So, um, big NFL news a while ago, as of right now, honestly, Aaron Rodgers finally got traded to the Jets. No big surprise. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson finally got that contract when we thought for sure he'd be traded and highest-paid quarterback of all time, highest-paid player of all time now. What do you think was the bigger move? I think they're both good moves for the organizations, but I think Lamar staying with the Ravens is a proven process. It's They, they proved it already. They had like the best record one year. They always do good in the playoffs. They always make it to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll do good there, but... I think they trade their future away for a player who's going to play like two more years. Maybe. So yeah, I think the Ravens. What about you? I, I hear what you're saying, but the only reason I say the Jets is because Lamar hasn't finished his season in like three years now. Yeah, that's also a really fair And though statement. Lamar's easily one of my favorite players in the league, I'm going to say the Jets just because they were damn near a playoff team last year with Mike White. Right, yeah. And they have, their rookies are going to make insane jumps this year. Garrett Wilson is going to be that dude. And he already won Rookie of the Year. And Brees Hall would have won it if he wouldn't gotten hurt. So I think the, it's just tough because the Jets play in a really tough division now. Yeah. So Which is weird that's now a tough division. It used to be mm -hmm. trash. And so I would say that for the Jets, the move for Aaron Rodgers is a failure. Absolute failure unless they lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Anything other than that is a complete failure. Yeah, the Jets kind of remind me sort of like a little bit better process of like the Rams. Like they're going all in to win a ring like right now. Yep. Which, which I, I can respect that. You know, you got to win rings. And speaking of winning rings, Trump, we're going to do a way too early Super Bowl prediction. To... Who, who do you think is winning it all this year in the NFL? I think the Eagles are going to win it all. Yeah. They, they just drafted the Georgia Bulldogs defense again. They were so close last year. So my prediction is going to be a repeat, but a different scenario. It's going to be the Chiefs. Actually, no. Screw it. I'm going to put in the Bengals and Eagles. Yeah. And the Eagles are going to win. 
It's going to be a hard-fought game, but I think the Eagles just have too much defense now. What about you? I'm taking the Niners <laughs> over the Chiefs. Big cock Brock Purdy is going to come in there. He'll fucking throw left-handed. We don't care. <laughs> He'll throw with a torn UCL. I, I don't even know how that dude fits into his pants, his cock so big. <laughs> so many weapons on the Niners offense. Nick Bosa, the best defensive player in the league. Give me the Niners every time. Do you believe that, or is that just a bias? Damn right I believe that, dude. The Niners, they they might be Super champ, Super Bowl champs right now if they're able to finish that game with the quarterback under center. That's fair. I mean, yeah. yeah. But obviously the Eagles have had a much better off. They've they've had an amazing offseason, and they just... Jalen Hurts is only going to get better. Yeah, but it's going to be If Brock Purdy's able to be healthy, I'd, I'd, I'd take him. He's undefeated in games that he finishes. I think this is your guys' last year. For your window, I think this is like your last year. Unless Trey Lance ends up being that guy or Brock Purdy ends up being that guy. Mm-hmm. But your weapons are getting to the point where they're no longer going to be on their rookie contracts for too much longer. And yeah. you got to like pay him. So, yeah. we got to pay Bosa this offseason. Got to pay Brandon Ayuk. He's under his fifth-year option. Kittle's getting older. McCaffrey's getting older. Trent Williams is going to die soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, before we get into that too hardcore we're going to go into the nba playoffs because that that's that is going on right now it is going on we haven't really talked about it and i've been watching decently but i feel like we haven't really watched the playoffs as hardcore as we usually do we're in the semifinals. the lakers are right now are up two to one against the warriors that's where we stand right now as we're recording this just a little reference there and we gave our all-star break well we gave our trade deadline predictions yeah. and i had the bucks over the Suns, and you had the Bucks over the Nuggets, or Nuggets yeah, over the Bucks, the Bucks and over the Nuggets. yeah, Nuggets right now are up two to one against the Suns, and the Bucks obviously they got the gentle they got gentlemen swept by Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Go Heat, baby! Did not see that coming, but I sure do appreciate it. And so, if you had to give an updated prediction right now, as we're midway through the playoffs, give or take, what would you say? I would say it's gonna be the Heat. The Heat are going to go to the finals, and they're going to lose again, sadly, but they're going to go to the finals and lose to the Nuggets. I'm glad to see you're sticking with the Nuggets prediction. I, I, I'm really, I'm rooting for them. I really hope that they can stay consistent because it's the Nets, not the Nets, sorry. The Suns, their bench is atrocious. Oh. Like, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have to give you 40 points a game and 50 minutes a game out of the 48 minutes. Like, yeah. it's just... Chris Paul's hurt. So. That's what happens when you trade your whole like core for one superstar. Like you're gonna have to heavily rely on that superstar mm-hmm. to be a superstar every game. Exactly. So my updated prediction: I'm taking Anthony Davis and the Lakers over the Celtics. LeBron is gonna die soon. Yeah, but he's he's not even trying. Have you watched those games? Yeah. The man stands there and drops twenty four like he's like it's nothing. Yeah, but like LeBron is that team. We every time we watch this Lakers play, we're like, oh god, Anthony Davis is such a bitch. I I do think so. I hate Anthony Davis actually, but if he actually dominates, like he looks amazing. I'm like, why can't you do this every night? There's no reason why he shouldn't, but he won't. Yeah. And so I'm I'm saying right now, whoever wins the series, the Warriors or the Lakers, that's who's going to win the finals. So you think the Lakers are going to win the finals as of right now? I I they're up two to one. I think they win it in seven. It's going to be a hard-fought series. Which is, yeah. I think Anthony Davis is too massive, too athletic to not dominate and carry 
the Lakers in this series. D'Lo's playing good. He should. I mean, he's obviously the like he's the only player who's over six foot eight who can actually play post, and the Warriors don't have any good posts. Like, there's yeah. no reason why the Warriors should lose this series. So, Trump, while we're on the NBA still, <clears throat> who's been the most impressive impressive team so far in the playoffs, and who's been the most disappointing? Easily the most impressive team has been the Heat. I mean, they kind of had a bumpy ride to go through. Spurts would do great, and then they do trash, and they do trash. In the first round, Tyler Hero breaks his arm. And granted, <laughs> the Bucks had uh, Giannis get hurt, but... Still, dude, like we lost our best shooter and we're still going on. So I think the most impressive is the Heat. The most disappointing would probably have to be the Suns. Just speak. I know they made it farther than the Bucks, but I mean they got so much talent and yet they're just not looking good. Like they didn't look good in that first series against the Clippers. They're not looking too hot now. So I think the Suns. If Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are healthy, the Clippers win that series easy. Oh yeah, it was close with just Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, seriously, like. Yeah, definitely the most disappointing is the Suns. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with you. The Heat are the most impressive. And I'm just going to say the Bucks are the most disappointing. And obviously Giannis gets hurt, and he played his heart out even when he was even when he was out there. But everyone and their cousin had the Bucks winning the finals. Yeah. They were the heavy favorite in Vegas. Ask your homie. Everyone had the Bucks winning. So that's why they're the biggest disappointment. And Drew Holiday balled out this year. Crazy eyes. Brooke Lopez balled out. Crazy motherfucking eyes. I think Chris Middleton has to be gone. They need they need another all-star. Yeah. It's it's hard to say. And I think Giannis is definitely the best player in the league. And I, I really hope he wins some more MVPs. But I think they have to get rid of Chris Middleton. Inconsistencies. Hurt. Overpaid. I like him a lot as a player, actually. But get rid of him and get another all-star. Get somebody that's going to help him out. Yeah. And we're done here with our sports takes. And up next, we have everyone's favorite segment, Tara's Opinion. Will Anderson Jr. is the best athlete coming out of this year's draft. Royer High. Who's the better athlete, Trump? AR-15. Well, now he's five, but Anthony Richardson. Best athlete. Not best quarterback, maybe, but best athlete. And Tara, while I have you here, how does it feel to finally have a home of your own? Um, it's good. It's kind of sad, you know, but it's okay. You guys have been married, Trump and Tara, for almost two years, and this is the very first time they actually get to be alone. Yeah. I feel like I'm fucking donkey, and you guys are Shrek and Fiona. And <laughs> that is kind of true. I We've had lots of people live on the couch and people come and go. It's been like a bed and breakfast over the years. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. And um, let's get the fuck out of here.